0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to part two of our podcast on Luigi's Mansion: Dark Moon. With me here, I have Golem and Wario Fan. How you two been doing?
1: I've been doing excellent.
0: I'm fine too. Any games you've been playing since these past three
1: months? <laughs> <laughs> I just beat Splatoon two. How was it? Well, the In one sense, it was a lot like the first game where there's five worlds and the last world is the first interesting world. So that kind of sucks. But you do get um, to use, I think, eight different weapons. There are at least several different weapons you get to use throughout the game. And it's almost each stage you use a different weapon after you've beaten a stage and do it with all the other weapons you've unlocked. So that helped things a lot and all the different weapons are all really cool the you know some weapons are kind of like the slosher the paint can but they make the um their impact on the single player is interesting so i really enjoyed that and it's about a million times easier (laughs) yeah
0: i actually um I've been playing a bit of quite a bit of splatoon two myself, but it's mostly the multiplayer you know salmon run turf wars ranked league all that good stuff Derek, how about you what have you been playing
2: you know actually um i i've uh, been playing this this steam game called Stories untold what kind of game it's, is that uh, it? it's it's sort of like a anthology of sorts um of mostly text-based stuff, it's it's divided in the, in the like four, four ga- uh I guess micro well I don't want to say micro games That's, that means something else,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but but there's 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 four kind of different chapters to it I suppose, and um the first one is a standard text adventure sort of stuff, but it's like there's there's a very unique twist to it where I mean you're not just playing Zork you're sort of it gives you this atmosphere where you're at a desk playing Zork I mean it's not Zork but you're at a desk playing this game and you know you get to all these like retro 80s aesthetic sound effects and stuff while you're doing it and um it's just it's just a really cool uh flavor thing and um and there's, there's an absolutely very cool twist to, uh, to it in that first one um, that I, I don't want to give away. Uh, but in, in the um, – so the first game plays like a text adventure. The second game, um, it's, it's not a text adventure per se, but it's, it's just got this cool uh, – all right, you're, you're referring to a monitor. All right, here's instructions on how to handle this science experiment. And, um, it's just, it's just a very, very nice way of doing things, I guess. Um, oh, I, I just, I was going to play the, uh, the last chapter tonight. Um, I think it's on sale for like $4 right now, but if you want, the, uh, the first part of the game is around free. Uh, it's, it's somewhere around the internet for free. It's called The House Abandoned.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
2: Yeah, so if if you play that and you get hooked and you want to play the other three then uh yeah that's um I I would recommend it's, it, yeah.
1: Is the house abandoned like a ghost house? Well maybe like a maybe like a mansion. Uh
2: are are you trying to tie this to uh to Luigi? Maybe. <laughs> is that what you're trying to do? Is that that you're
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, 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 so just um, I don't know I just, It's just got a really cool I don't really know how to explain it just, It just does what it does very cool
0: Very well oh. Alright So in our first podcast We were mostly focused on the ghost fishing basically combat in Luigi's Mansion. So for this podcast, I want to focus on basically everything else that you do outside of combat, since that's not the only thing you do in this game. Um, So to start our journey, how are each of the game's mechanics used outside of ghost fishing?
1: Well, I mean, the main one you have is your sucking. You use the vacuum to suck things in. And that... Allows you to pull on ropes, and ropes can do any number of things. Rope can be like ropes can be like switches, or they can be like uh, to across the stage. It's not quite as varied as it is in the first Luigi's Mansion, where it's all about sucking off tablecloths and uh, doing fancy physics crap. But you still do a lot with sucking. Oh yeah, you can also operate. There are some some things that spin, like a pinwheel. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember in particular in the snow level, there's a mine shaft. I think you have to go down using the suction on on a wheel.
0: Yeah. You also use it on the ropes you mentioned earlier. You suck them up, and Luigi is carried over the the chasms.
1: So the stuff like the ropes is all right. Um, it, it seems like kind of a one dimensional way of interacting with the environment, but stuff like spinning a wheel using the suction makes it feel more uh, vague what the effect of your action is, and I think that makes it more interesting.
0: Hmm. There's also a couple of puzzles you know with the ceiling fans where you use it to either reveal a, a hidden room. I remember there's one in the second level where you spin the ceiling fan, the wall pulls out and you see those three beds and then you do, um, you know, find the three hiders in the three beds as they shuffle them around. Okay. Yeah, there was another one in the first mansion where you spin the fan because it has a little web ball attached to it in order to swing it to hit the candle and, uh, light something on fire. Oh yeah, light the webs on fire. Um, well the dark light is is basically your, uh,
2: uh, kind of a clue finder in a way you you'll have to be very observant sometimes about about things that might be missing um, so, sometimes you might be able to tell oh there's supposed to be a, a door here because I can see the outline of a door, but sometimes there might be like a a, a vase or something that you you can't quite uh, pick up on your first uh first time through and sometimes sometimes that'll um you you'll need to to figure out what's missing it or like a door or a pipe part or what have you um to keep going in the uh through the mansions
1: um what makes the dark light interesting is that you have a meter on it or like a timer, and if you run down the timer then it uh expires for a certain amount of time
0: mm mm-hmm. there's only
1: uh you can only spam it so much and
0: even then. Uh, this is a later question, but the game does have ways to clue you in so you're not just combing every wall and ceiling and desk t- to find something that's hidden. Okay, there's sucking, you hold B to run, you hold Y to look up, you have the dark light. You also
1: have blowing. Blowing is uh, like very rarely used as the opposite of of sucking. Yeah. There's the occasional item
0: or object that gets stuck on the vacuum when you try to suck it up and then you use the blowing to you know, shoot it. They actually use that for some... not sometimes for puzzles but other times for action set pieces such as the snowball fight minigame and the secret mines. There's also the blowfruit where you use that and that one's probably the most dynamic use of the sucking and blowing because you use it to control your height in the level as you navigate through 3D space especially for
1: those coin challenges. Yeah, you got to swap back and forth between sucking and blowing to like micromanage the size of the balloon. Mhm. So if you're descending too
0: slow, you can actually suck it in order to fall down faster. That was um a pretty cool moment in the game.
2: Um you know, what I think my favorite uh use of um sucking is is probably
0: uh the steam rooms. Oh right, yeah. You can. It's where you suck all like the steam and the, with the fog out of the room in order to m- make your light useful again.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's just. It's just like. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was really clever the first time I ran into it. Mm-hmm. Same here.
0: So. As you can see, there's a lot of things you can do, so how would you break down and categorize the ways the game challenges you outside of ghost fishing?
2: I I guess the big one would really just be uh, uh, puzzles, wouldn't it? Because that's sort of what exploring the rest of the mansion otherwise is sort of like, just like solving a giant puzzle.
0: Okay. What are some examples that come to mind? Well... Like, um, I I guess, I guess like stuff I was saying
2: earlier with, uh, with the dark light, like sometimes you'll, you'll need to, uh, find a missing piece of pipe or something just to get water going. So then you can water a plant and then, uh, that gets you gems or coins or whatever else.
1: There's also, there's some element of a spatial puzzle in the game where, Sometimes you'll see an exclamation mark on the map and not know how to get there. So it'll be a matter of sorting through the rooms and seeing which room has something you can interact with.
0: Yeah, they do that in the first mansion. The room with the where you see the two hiders painting each other, there's a bunch of garbage blocking the door to even get in there. And you can peek through the the wall in front of it to see that. So you actually have to make your way through above in order to get in there and you have to remember that for a later mission too. Oh, and also when the first time you go hunting for a boo where you have to use the dumbwaiter to make your way back up into the second floor.
1: So part of the puzzle is like um part of it is understanding how to interact with a thing in a given room, like using the dark light on an invisible door and part of it is parsing like that's where you should go as opposed to trying to um, find a way to knock down the door when it's blocked by garbage,
0: which, yeah.
1: like finding out that you can't do that, I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I I just remembered the uh, uh, the big one. I guess, um, is is basically when you when you start exploring in in the fifth mansion, um, you'll have to to figure out because because there's a bunch of different items scattered around every room, but some of them won't be important in the room they're in. you got to take them to a different room. So it's a matter of, all right, how can I get this from here to there? Yeah. And it's uh, a really interesting uh, way of uh, using the, um, the the GAD portals.
0: hmm I think one way I would categorize it is that, um, well, pu- yeah, definitely puzzles. Another is, I guess you can say, just sort of like regular exploration. Like you just in a room, you want to interact with stuff and see what things do. So you shine your light on them, you blow on them, you suck on them, that sort of thing. And sometimes you find you know, one of those gold ghosts hiding about. There are also some more action-y gameplay sections, but they don't have anything to do with you know, catching ghosts. Uh, one that I mentioned earlier was the balloon f- fruit, where you can use that to fly your way through and uh, do bonus games, or the snowball fight
1: in the, one of the secret mines. There's also... Um, one set piece that sticks out is the slide in the snow level, right?
0: Yeah. Does
1: that show up occasionally?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess moving on, a big part of
0: this game is finding things that are hidden. So, what are the methods they use to clue you in,
1: or not? <laughs> it's hard to come up with kind of an abstract example, but one very specific example is that when something's invisible, you'll hear you'll sometimes hear a boo laughing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you associate boos with invisible things because of the power to make things invisible.
0: Yeah, I remember... I think it was the old clockworks, specifically, where there was was a room where you could hear a boo laughing, and that was the first time I caught on to that. Oh, I guess... um, Sometimes... uh...
2: Uh you can you can very lightly make out that, that uh part of the wallpaper is peeling off. Yeah. And and chances are if you do you'll find a hidden coin cache.
0: Mm-hmm. That's another cache? good one. Cash cache, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, they do the same thing with some of the jail bars too, where they're more flaccid, more floppy looking. And that's how you can tell, oh, these are fake. Right. Yeah. They, right. they they do that in like the very beginning of the game when you're first going to get your vacuum the door on the right. It's one of the more obvious ones, but they do that throughout the game.
2: What example were you listing there with the first mansion?
0: Oh, the first mansion, like the first door on the right to go to the mudroom that has a Oh, you mean you mean how it has a uh, flimsy wallpaper. Yeah.
2: Okay, I was thinking because there's a different thing if you go further down the the right side how when you um uh, you get one of those secret passageways and it flips you over but as it transitions you you can see coins hiding in the woodwork yeah and then you're probably thinking yourself well how can i get those if they're trapped in the middle of the house Mm -hmm.
0: well that's when you got to figure out oh wait there's probably something loose here or there yeah it's neat how the How in the early mansion? they actually sort of clue you in on things like that. One that I noticed when I was going around hunting for the booze. Is that what they do is they have a sort of like a shadow after. A sort of like burn mark looking thing of where something used to be. That is if there's a vase missing it's not just completely invisible. You can almost see like a dark circle of where it used to be. Same thing with a desk or a drawer or even a door sometimes. Like, that's one way they clue you in. Another is that for hidden doors, there is almost always a carpet in front of a door. So that's how you figure out, like, in the, I think it's the first floor or the second floor where there's, by the painting that has uh, one of the gems in it, the hall just goes into nothing, but there's a carpet in front of it. And that's one of the first uses of the dark light to expose a hidden door. Another way they hide things is, say you have something that's in a is things that are in sets of threes or sets of twos, but one of them is missing.
1: Uh, along those lines, if you go back to an area you've already been, it should have all of the objects that were there the last time. So if, if you don't see something, then you know to use your dark light.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually went, goes into the the last question that I had, which was how. Did you think the mission structure affects the non ghost catching gameplay? Cuz if you categorize Luigi's Mansion as an action adventure game, most adventure games usually don't have you revisiting the same areas. So I was curious what you thought, you know, the benefits or, you know, the negatives were to
1: that. Well, the benefit is that you can leave clever clues like that, but the downside is that you I don't know. Uh, I'm tempted to say that a downside of going back over old areas is that uh, things might get repetitive, but Luigi's Mansion has so many different kinds of ghosts and can remix them whenever it wants, so if the game ever feels repetitive, um, I don't think it's necessarily due to going back over old areas.
0: Yeah, I think something that I found, especially from your videos, was that they don't they don't actually have you going to the same rooms all that much and the few times they do it's to pull one of those tricks of oh something used to be here but now it's not kind of things where you know they're hiding the key or one of the gems or one of the booze is hiding I think another way they get around it is initially the room may have just been you know the first time through is oh you go into the generator room and you find a key that's missing or you just move on to the next room, maybe find some stuff. And then the second time around, they'll, you know, put a, you know, an actual ghost challenge in there. So sometimes it's like the first time through, it's safe and you can explore as much as you want. And, but then the second time, uh, you'll have to deal with some ghosts as you're making your way through the mansion.
1: And there's even the snow mansion, which uh, you only have a couple of missions in. So, Pex, how often you re those areas?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, um, I think I think there are two two different things. Uh, that at the very least seemed to annoy you when you played through it, Adrian. That kind of stood out to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, one would have would be that that uh chain from the Treacherous Mansion. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, which you know, I don't really. You're right. It it is difficult to know how you were supposed to know that was missing. Mm-hmm. And the other one was in the first mansion uh, when um, there was that armor uh, head that popped off. Yeah, but it only pops off in mission three or four or something.
0: Yeah, so that actually goes back to the the question earlier about what are the methods they use to clue you in, and I said or not because I had those two in mind of. Those are examples where they didn't do a good job at all to clue you in. So the night one was just like, arbitrarily acts differently on one mission. And then, you know what you said with the Gargoyle, it didn't do the... See, that actually would have made sense if, it did, if one of them had a chain and then one of them was missing one. But because they didn't, it's like, I'm supposed to assume something existed there with no other uh, comparison. Right. Actually, now that we've gone over this, I think one thing to probably, I guess, a con to the mission structure would be if you're just going through areas, well, yeah. See, exploring an area is usually only interesting the first time around, so in terms of, like, if you're more of an explorer and you always constantly want to see new things, that can be a bit of a turn off, because, you know, they're not challenging to move through uh, without the ghosts, you know, fighting you, so... You know, you just walk through a room. (laughs) But actually, no, that's about it. Usually then, though, it's like it doesn't take very long to get anywhere in the mansion. So it's like it's the most. It's a minor complaint at best.
1: Game is typically pretty structured enough that. um, There's much quote unquote exploration. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, it's structured enough so that you don't have to revisit that many areas twice. And anytime you are just going through an area to, just to get to the next one, it doesn't take that long because these are pretty um, small, almost claustrophobic areas that you're dealing with a lot of the time.
2: You know, it is kind of um. I mean, I th- I think I'm sure uh, when it was first announced that uh, this game would have multiple mansions and people had the expectation of the first game in mind, you know. Um, it was probably kind of exciting because uh you know you 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 went through those mansions, those rooms in the first mansion, and there were times where uh uh suddenly your vacuum got a power it didn't have before or and it was just kind of cool to go back and figure out how to how to get to you know the i mean there's there's not a whole lot of secret rooms in the first game, but they're the ones that are there are kind of nicely hidden and it's, it's kind of satisfying to find them mm-hmm. and uh, round out your collection. Yeah. Um, so it would have been cool to have sort of like a, a, you know, super Metroid of watching Luigi sadly go down an elevator to a mansion <laughs> as he thinks about a baby Metroid. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that would have been a, a, a cool way to, to go about, you know, moving between area and area, maybe taking different vacuum powers you get from so and so mansion or whatnot. Like maybe, oh, you've activated the GAD portals, and uh, on, on this go back mansion. To the
1: first mansion to go through a portal.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it takes you to a part that you couldn't explore because of the portal or something like that.
1: Hmm.
2: But. um. Yeah, that would have been cool, but as it stands, you know, it's it's almost sort of like Super Mario sixty four in a way, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're re exploring the same level so many times, but ah, uh, no, no. I mean, there is actual mission progress, so so it's more like Mario Sunshine then.
0: Uh, actually, I figure they're both the same. It's Mario sixty four, Mario Sunshine, and sometimes it, yeah, in the same way they like change up some things in the level.
2: Well, it's a bit easier to to go after stuff you're not meant to go after in 64. Like, oh, you can pick this star, but you can actually just go ahead and get the sixth star if you want. Mario Sunshine, yeah. for the most part, tells a story.
1: Yeah, Sunshine is a lot more something derogatory, but Sunshine does railroad you in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Non-linear in the sense that, you know, as you unlock the stages, you have more and more episodes to do out of order, but it is linear with respect to the world itself in that you can't do episode 4 before episode 3 or episode 6 before episode 2. You can't do anything like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's there's extremely few instances of that in Sunshine. But, but yeah, well, I mean, like, what it does, though, so, I mean, like, you know, you got the beach one where... You know, oh, the Wiggler's on top of the lighthouse. you got to get rid of that. Oh, now there's things on top of the uh, the mirrors. you got to get rid of those. You know, and it, it's just kind of cool that it tells a story in a way. Kind of like how Dark Moon does.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, I guess a few other things uh, that I forgot. So basically thinking of, you know, hidden things and, like, finding gems and all that. Uh, or even just the non... Combat gameplay. Uh one that was pretty amusing was the Coward's Chasm. You guys remember that one, right?
2: Uh yeah, that's um <laughs> that's that's the one that uses a mirror to trick you, isn't it?
1: Oh right.
2: That took me
0: forever. I mean, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Where you Rental. have to realize that oh that's not a bottomless pit, that's just a goddamn mirror on the floor. <laughs> Or there's another one where there there is a pit and you just have to like walk behind the mirror that looks like it's an open space.
1: Yeah, you need your stereoscopic on for that. Yeah.
0: Those are funny. And they also they actually they do quite a bit with mirrors. There's a mirror's which does a reverse vampire where it shows you something that's there that you can't see. Those are cool too. A lot of um you have to do a lot of observation and paying attention to things in this game, which, you know, plays to the whole exploration aspect of it. I, I do miss the, uh, the, the aspect of the original game where,
2: um, you, you definitively cleared a room and the lights went on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it just sort of felt like, you know, it was cleaned up, but, but here the, the ghosts just keep coming and coming and coming.
1: Don't they do the light thing on, uh, those missions where you have to go around and clean up every single ghost.
2: Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, that's another pro, or I don't know. I don't know if you want to see it as a con, but I actually figured that to be another pro in the game. Where if you're going to reuse areas, a mission is a good way to s- explain how the same room got haunted again.
1: Right. Having Engad yeah, give you that backstory.
0: Yeah. Another aspect, actually, of the dark light is anytime you want to chase after a boo or uh, the polterpup. That's actually one I forgot about.
2: Oh, well, um, I, I sort of didn't mention the boo stuff because I thought that counted as ghost fishing. I oh, yeah. Tell.
0: No, yeah, it's only the first one that's actually, like, flying throughout the mansion, so that one feels actually more in line with the polterpup. No, none of the other ones are like that. They're more of the typical... You know, oh, I'm hiding inside the tea kettle, and if you light me on fire, I come out of it. I remember that one. Or they're just hiding in a regular, in like a piano or something that's missing in one of the missions. Right. And, and the pup, that stuff really um, comes
2: up a lot more in the multiplayer mode, actually, than it does in the main game.
0: Yeah. Although in there... The main challenge is really that mixed with the timer and the fact that there's multiple of them. Yeah, that's true. So you're more likely to split up when chasing the polterpups, and every time you don't get them in the first go, he, you know, you have to do repeat that process over again of tracking him down and finding whatever he's hiding in. Right. This is just another example, but it's in the last minute. We've all been in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the last mansion, when I was trying to figure out, on the second floor on the right side, there's like the this sort of vineyard, and you peek through it and you can see a treasure chest, right? And you're like, how do I get there? Because you try to go in the room behind, it's like there's no secret door here. And then I figure, oh, in the room below, you could probably make your way up. And then that's when I have to get clever to like take a balloon (laughs) fruit out of one room into there. Fly your way up, and then that's how you make your way over there. That's another example of the the spatial reasoning aspect that Greg brought up earlier. Yeah, that's true. That was a tough one. Yeah. That wasn't even for a gem, either. No, it wasn't. It was
1: just for regular treasure.
2: Yeah, that must really bum out Luigi. Oh gosh, more gold bars.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's only so much you can upgrade a vacuum, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I think if there's one... It doesn't even necessarily have to do with the mission structure, though. It's just the way they made some of the, the gems and the bonus games. They'll only be active on certain missions. So if you find it, it's like, oh, uh, it doesn't do anything. It'll just open and then close again. Or the one that I disliked the most, which was the snowball fight, where if you fail even once, you got to do that whole mission all over again. Catch all three of the Crystal Ghosts, then make your way back over to that just to get another chance... With some, you know, finicky auto-targeting controls. Do you need that for the 3-star? You don't need it for the 3-star, but you need it if you want to get all the gems.
2: Oh, are Uh, you asking if you need the gems for score? Oh, I... Uh, well, do you? No. No, the gems don't count to your money score. They're just stuff you collect.
0: Anyways, I think we talked out this topic enough... Uh, any last thoughts? Any other cool moments in the game for you? I think what? I'd like to know how people uh, what the process is
2: when somebody dies in the Mario universe. Because <laughs> sometimes there's booze, you know, but then you also got the Evershade Valley ghost. You got the ghost from the original Luigi's Mansion. I mean, what what determines which ghost you're going to become?
0: That is an interesting question that I don't think we have time for. <laughs> Greg, what about you?
1: What do I think would determine its ghosts? Or... <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, if you want to debate the the
2: um you know, the finality of life in the Mario universe, sure.
1: Well uh the genetic <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs>
1: Man, I feel bad for
0: whoever genetically had to turn into a gobber.
1: Oh <laughs> but any well I was just kind of, I don't know, the game didn't click with me, and it's one of those games that, man, I don't know why and I feel bad about it.
2: Um, Maybe it's because you liked the original game, and you thought, oh, Luigi's Mansion 2 would be so cool for so long, and after a decade of waiting, um, you got Dark Moon, and it wasn't what you expected.
1: Mm, no, I didn't have high expectations. I mean, the first oh. one was all right, like, but I mostly liked... The music and the animations. The music is definitely worse in Dark Moon. A cool, uh, like goofy, funky vibe to it. You know, something
2: I notice is that I think the the mansion theme is always the same. It's just played differently.
0: Yeah, no, I noticed that too. Like Crystal Mind, Old Clockworks. It's it's actually just remixes of the same theme that you hear in the first mansion.
1: That's my thoughts on Luigi's mansion.
0: How do you think King Boo escaped? uh didn't he think he actually did explain how he escaped i
2: mean he he, he gets, says that he sold the uh, the painting at a garage sale, but even still that's that's just getting rid of the painting how to how how the hell you know somehow he still had to get out of the painting
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> wait was the is the garage sale like a creepy pasta reference you <laughs> I don't think it's it's supposed to be
2: a reference to a creepy pot. <laughs> oh, I I bought this haunted painting with a ghost in it. <laughs> and it killed all of my pokemon.
0: Really like that theory though. <laughs> this was a nice short sweet podcast. Thank you both for joining me and sticking it out with me for so long after the fact that, and after we recorded the first one.
1: All music in this podcast was from Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. If you have any comments or questions, please email vgcommune at gmail.com.